Hello, everyone. Jane here from Your Way Weight Loss. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Jules Cormier. I feel like it's going to be hard for me not to go en français here and there, but I will focus and realize that people are listening. Sometimes I feel like I'm just having a conversation and I do it with Leash as well. And then I listen after I'm like, oh my God, I said like three sentences en français. Uh, but the people know it. The people know that it's just part of, part of my charm. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Super pumped. Super pumped to be here. <laughs> super nervous, but super pumped. Oh my Remember, gosh. people need to know, they need to hear you. They need to know that you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are not watching. Um, okay, so awesome. That's funny. So if you want to see what just happened, you need to go on YouTube because he's just like, he started nodding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Hello. Uh, listen, we invited you to here today with us and why you, you know, you're actually, it's quite it's quite fun and uh, ironic, but tons of our members are like, oh, he's my doctor. He's my family doctor. It was so sweet. They like absolutely love you. Um, and I mean, I, I like my family doctor, but I certainly am not like, oh, that's my doctor. Yeah. So you obviously give them a, a feel good feeling. Um, and the reason why we chose you, uh, you are a doctor, uh, fam family doctor in um, our community here in um, Moncton. And uh, the reason why we asked you to be here and we chose you out of all the doctors is because you have been such a, I'm not gonna say you're a fan of your weight loss, but you've been such a, uh, an advocate for us and you've sp spoken highly of our program to your patients. You've also went out of your way to make me personally feel proud of your weight loss. I just want to say thank you. Like you've, you've been really shown interest in what we do and you've really valued our program and we appreciate that. Well, it's great. All the feedback that you guys are getting from from the patients I'm seeing uh, is making it all worthwhile. And um, I think your program was the missing piece, was exactly what people looking for weight loss needed. People know what's healthy, what's not, but they need to know the, the practical practice, the how to on, a, on a practical tips on how to get it done on a daily basis, right? Well, I mean, you're going to obviously use that leash in the thing. Like you're the missing piece of what the humans needed for weight loss. Um, <laughs> that was know, like not even two minutes in and we've got some gold right now. Um, <laughs> and you know what, Jude, we say that all the time. We, we're, when people are like, where did this, you know, idea come from? And it, we just felt like there was space for this message in the world, um, in the weight loss industry. And sometimes, you know, we are part of the weight loss industry. Um, I don't want to say we're part of the diet industry. We're part of the weight loss industry. Um, but I do feel like we mm -hmm. have that specific like that special, unique uh, way of achieving that and, and helping humans do it. Um, so we're trying to be loud and clear about our message and it's finally getting out there. So anyways, thank you for being here. Um, I'm going to let Leash kind of take the, take the lead when it comes to questions, but also who you are, what you do. Yeah. Um, start us, yeah. start us off with that. Start, tell, tell the humans who you are. Well, my name is Jules. I'm 40. Um, I'm a family doctor since uh, 2007. I studied in Sherbrooke with practice in Dieppe. My practice is a little bit different from a usual normal do doctor's uh, practice just because I teach at a medical school and I work at, we call it the family medicine unit, is where the interns come to do their internships. So once they've gone through medical school, they do two years on the job training and we're their supervisors. So we're, we're we're used to seeing young doctors, you know, full of piss and vinegar and super motivated. And I think that kept my approach relatively update, updated and young and fresh where 
I mean, the new doctors that are coming in are much healthier <laughs> than we were back in. Uh, look, when I started, I was craft dinner, Red Bulls, and and just trying to keep my head above water. Honestly, right? Just kind of working fifteen-hour shifts and just trying to struggle to get a bite in. I mean, we're seeing the new doctors come in with a more more balanced lifestyle. They're looking out for their health. They're looking out for uh, their mental health. They're eating better. They're more active. And I think that kind of leaks into the whole culture that's starting to, to and maybe it's because I've, I've gotten older and have children now, but uh, I just think that people are much more in tune with being healthy at the, at the stage of life where I'm, I'm in. And the, the young doctors that are that I work with are super motivating, and probably the reason I, I actually started wanting to teach what I'm going to talk about today to other doctors, right? So you're I'm, very I'm passionate place. about this. You're very passionate about am, like health, and like not every family doctor is is passionate about like helping people in that in that part of their life, you know. So uh, I just want to say like that we obviously our community appreciates you and you can tell I, I do think that that's why you know, your website, you're going to talk about that and everything that you do on social media to inform and to like that's out of passion. No, no one's paying you to write a blog, yeah, on, well, you know, so that's passion for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is prevention. I mean, every person who needs to make a change has the answers inside of them right my job is just to try to get them out of, of them and not to suggest anything or tell them what to do um just to show them you know, kind of their own way right because everyone's process is different and and i just i'm so sad that we're experts in illness and disease and treatment but no one really has time for prevention right so when i see a patient that comes in with diabetes and, and tells me what to do i tell them to lose weight to try to lose weight by any means necessary uh, in a somewhat healthy way and their test will get better. Well, then the patient leaves and three months after he's back with just at the same weight because I, I didn't help him how to do it. He doesn't know how to do it, right? That That's where that you guys, <laughs> I feel you guys come in where a lot of my patients that kind of hit a brick wall, they know, the, they, they know what to, they need to do. They just don't know how. And uh, that's why I've started kind of referring a lot of my patients to you guys. Uh, because uh, it seems like it's working because <laughs> they're coming back. And I've been removing, I've been taking that away medication from my yay. patients, which oh, is the yay. greatest, greatest, greatest feeling in the world. And uh, I can just of a imagine. Few health scares. I can just imagine, like, I mean, I see myself in my doctor, my family doctor's um, let's, uh, office, and like, you don't have hours. Like, you have, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the next patient's coming out. You cannot, and because we know that true weight loss, not just losing weight to have better results in three months, and and then you know, hopefully, your doctor will be proud of you. Yay! You, but we, this is for life. This is something that you want to really change your habits, right? So everything that we do at your weight loss is creating that awareness. You cannot do that in 15 minutes. You know, that's, well, you know, we're trying to, cause you, you, there's only so much talking you can do and getting to know them and reflect and how, where they would want to make changes. And so I can just imagine how hard that must be. Well, exactly. And, and what, what happens is that I realized that I had a few medical scares myself that made me reevaluate my health and recognize that when I was a patient in the system, I was just being told to take to take meds and take meds, more meds, and, more, and that med doesn't work. I'll take another one, double the dose. And after a few years of getting caught up in with the huge medicine cabinet, when I was my in my early thirties, um, I just got fed up. And when I had two daughters that 
had the same issues that I had. And it's like, what am I able to do? I mean, I considered myself a pretty healthy guy because I had cut out the Red Bulls uh, years before. <laughs> but I mean, at that point, I was eating healthy. And, and I really focused on what can I do with my nutrition that's evidence-based, not, not opinions on supplements or what it, what's evidence-based, proven by science, that I could do to improve my health. And I, I reversed my own medical conditions, those of my two daughters. And I've made it my focus to just kind of make sure that doctors are aware that that science is out there. We, we just don't learn it in medical school because we're always just struggling to try to <laughs> I'm just trying to, to cure the sick people that we see. We don't have enough time to invest in, in prevention, prevention at all. And yeah. Okay. So did you, is that when you went plant-based? Yeah. So in, in 2014, um, I had been in the hospital a few times um, for <laughs> almost like allergic like reactions, but severe enough to put me in a hospital. We could call it anaphylactis. Uh, for people that just need a word, but it's it's called uh, cholinergic angioedema. It, my face swelled up like hitch uh, after eating <laughs> seafood and scared the crap out of me. Um, I thought I was freaking dying, <laughs> honestly. Um, that's where I said, okay, let's start doing research, not, not Google searches, but looking on uh, reputable websites in PubMed and where the scientific research is, is, is published. And everything pointed towards a whole food plant-based diet. Now, people tend to confuse that with a vegan diet, okay? I was actually going to ask you that because you do say plant-based. And I, I asked Jose, is he vegan? And obviously, well, I said, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, the word vegan simply means you're not eating animal products yeah. or using animal products, and you're trying to minimize cruelty to animals. That means um, your belt is not in leather. Uh, you try to eat, uh, avoid animal products out of compassion for animals. I mean... I can say now I'm a vegan because I don't eat meat and I don't consume dairy, but I don't want to be sound like a hypocrite. I mean, I still have a leather belt on me that I didn't throw out or sell because of cruelty, pleading cruelty okay. for animals. I okay. started purely for health reasons. And a vegan diet is not synonymous with, with being healthy, right? Uh, French fries and cola and potatoes and, and white rice and uh, Oreo cookies are all vegan. Uh, you can eat vegan crap all day long. A plant-based diet is really focused on what you are eating and not what you're avoiding, okay? And that's kind of my message where people say, I could never avoid meat or I, I could never avoid dairy. And that's not what I'm asking you to do, right? I'm asking you to eat more healthy foods that grow from the ground, um, fruits, veggies, whole grains, uh, legumes, and nuts and seeds. Because if you start adding those on your plate, studies show you'll live longer and live longer without chronic disease. I'm not at all knocking anyone down for eating meat. And a plant-based diet is a spectrum, right? At the end of the day, you can be one out of 10 where you're just increasing the amount of broccoli on your plate. Uh, instead, instead of broccoli being an afterthought, it should be the center of your plate, right? And then you can push it to the other end of the spectrum where I am, where I'm eating a whole food plant-based diet, where I'm pretty much eating almost zero processed food. Any, anything that I eat is grows right from the ground, is not in a box, is not in a bag. Um, 
but it took me almost two years to get there because I'm an intense person and I, and I knew that I was going to push it to the limit. Right? But that's amazing. And I, and I love that you shared that, that it did take you two years and it's the same with weight loss, right? We want it overnight. We want this big change, but I think where, you know, and if you guys are listening and you would like to have more of a plant-based diet, I think it, it's to start. You know, it's not to try to be perfect tomorrow and eat nothing processed. It's to literally start. And do you well, agree with me, uh, Gilles, that this needs to be who you want to be? This cannot be used as a weight loss strategy, as a strategy to like, it needs to be who you want to be. Right? I 100% agree. And my changes came out of desperation, right? I, I was... Uh, unhealthy, sick, taking a whole bunch, bunch of meds. Um, I did 20 minutes of workout and I had hives all over my body and I was taking my asthma puffers and spraying nasal sprays in my nose and taking meds because I had heartburn when I, I worked out. Oh my gosh. And so, I mean, uh, it, was, it was getting out of whack and out of control. I did it out of desperation, right? So I went super quick. <laughs> I did it very quickly. Overnight, I was like, hell with that. The science says if I do this, this, and this, I'm going to see these types of results. And so there was a relative emergency in my mind and in, in my body, right? Uh, most people that are feeling great saying, why would I cut out meat and feel great, right? What people don't know is that uh, trying to focus on adding more healthy things in your, on your plate rather than cutting out the other one. Naturally, the healthy foods will crowd out the unhealthy foods uh, with time. And like I say, I'm a super motivated person, uh, access to all the science, ton of resources. And it still took me 18, between 18 and 24 right. months. Right. Uh, because I knew that if I wanted to change my lifestyle, it had to cause as little friction with my surroundings as possible. Um, and I didn't want to burden my quality of life or the, the, the quality of life of my family and my friends. And so, I mean, it was a long process. I mean, I've been plant whole food plant-based for years now. Uh, and now I can safely say I eat a vegan diet, but I eat a whole food plant-based vegan diet. Right. Okay. There's a big difference between there. Making there that, is that because decision. <laughs> Oreos are vegan. So uh, Oreos are vegan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Okay. I have so many questions, yeah, and no, we wow, haven't. This is like I'm like this. If okay. You wait. I want to. I want to ask something. It wasn't on the question list, but I. I want to know what did you sure. eat for breakfast? What was breakfast this morning? Oh, awesome. Um, so this morning was uh, sp uh, whole oats, whole sprouted oats. Um, a tablespoon of chia, hemp, and flax, a uh, teaspoon of cinnamon, um, of ground cinnamon, obviously, um, kashi granola in it with uh, a half a cup of blueberries, of raspberries, of blackberries, and uh, two dates that were cut up, cut up in small pieces. <laughs> so that's my go-to breakfast because with that, you get your protein, you get your carbs, you get all the antioxidants and vitamins. And if you would if you would count your, I, I, I focus on counting my micros instead of my macros. Okay. <laughs> so counting vitamins and minerals and antioxidants for me, for my health is much more important than car than counting carbs. And so I don't believe in low fat and high fat. And my, my personal opinion based on science is that, uh, I eat to be healthy, right? I don't eat for weight. Uh, if you eat in a certain way, mostly plant-based weight loss or uh, optimal body weight will, will kind of happen naturally, right? Because you're eating foods that are not calorie dense. 
Um, so that's pretty much my go-to breakfast almost every morning. And it's not out of this world. People, I mean, I tell people what I eat for breakfast. It's not like I could never make that. That's complicated. I mean, it's oatmeal with, with almond milk in it and some seeds and granola and fruit. I mean, it's nothing complicated, but it, I mean, it's for, for Jose, the, for Jose, like I'd love to find her. <laughs> I would love to time you and see how long <laughs> it took you to find hemp seeds in the grocery store. I would okay. pay money to see that happen. <laughs> okay, Jules, um, you... <laughs> Okay, so you're I, that's an inside joke that you. I clearly don't. <laughs> so oh, my don't. message doesn't disappoint you at your weight loss. <laughs> Obviously, you support my message, but I don't know if my lifestyle would disappoint you. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I do think that you know the importance of people being happy, people being, um, you know, not um, living their life with obesity. I think that you know the value behind people finding their way. I know you value that, and your Absolutely, way yeah. led you to this because of how you crappy you felt like it's it's not like you sat there and was like oh i'm feeling so great and i'm at my best right now but i'm just gonna go next level you needed to figure it out and we say that to our members all the time they feel broken sometimes they feel like and and we're like no one's coming no no one's coming to tell you how to find your way what that means like you need to figure this out so obviously you had a moment in your life you're like Break this law. Like, I am not living this way. This is, this is not fair. You did not feel good in your skin. Maybe you weren't overweight or obese or whatever, but there was something telling you this is not my best life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it may, may sound intense looking at that breakfast because for me, uh, it's um, the study showed that if you eat more, more than 40 plants per 40 plant varieties per week, you'd live longer without chronic disease. So my goal is always to sprinkle a little bit of everything. You're but too if you look much. at <laughs> if you look at 10 years ago when I started, I was eating instant oats uh, with the, that like the maple and sugar flavor because yeah. that was better than the Lucky Charms I was eating before, right? Yes. So yes. The, so I I didn't start with sprouted oats yeah. because that would be gross for someone who has been um, used to the sugar rush of of processed cereal, right? But a small step would be eat instant oats <laughs> with almond milk and sprinkle whatever you would sprinkle lucky charms in there if you want i mean just to kind of wean yourself off oh my yeah. god um, i love that <laughs> that is great that is great advice <laughs> okay so you said that you count your micro um not your macros but your micros which is vitamins and minerals basically guys so do you actually count them like do you actually track in in my fitness pal or well, well, when I started, I used to track in Chronometer, okay. which is a kind of an equivalent, uh, equivalent free app. Um, I did it maybe at the beginning. I did it maybe twice a week, uh, and after um, oh, after maybe a year or two. I mean, I wasn't tracking anymore. I haven't tracked for five years at least, okay. just because okay. I eat more intuitively now. And I mean. I always have my same go-to meals, right? I mean, I think most people eat eight to 10 meals that they rotate. Yeah. Uh, you guys could probably speak to that more because you have more of that personal experience with your clients and everything. But in my personal opinion, I have a 10, 10 meals that I rotate. So, and I've logged them throughout the years. So I, I know exactly what I'm eating every day. And I, I know that one, one day that I miss some protein and then I miss some, some vitamin A. Uh, so I know what to eat to, to fill those voids now. 
Okay, so protein. So I'm looking at your muscles. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see his muscles. <laughs> so obviously, when you're eating a whole, you know, plant based people think, well, you're not going to get enough protein. And I think as a man, right, there's a lot of like pressure to have all these muscles. Obviously, it's working for you. So tell us about protein and plant based. How do you make sure you have enough protein? Okay, right on. Well, that's the first question that most people get worried about. Because I think that what, what people don't when people worry about protein, they, they kind of generalize because back in the day, back in the 60s and 70s, when it was kind of cool to go uh, vegan or vegetarian, people were doing it for the animals. They weren't doing it for health, right? So what happens is that they basically just make sure to, made sure to not eat meat. They, they were eating salads. I don't know. I don't want a stereotype. But they weren't being careful about eating in a, uh, in a healthy uh, intelligent way. They were just avoiding meat, right? So there's this negative connotation that uh, vegetarians and vegans don't get enough protein. Maybe 50 years ago, they didn't because they weren't eating for health, right? Uh, plant-based protein, if you want to go whole food plant-based protein, I mean, it's, it's pretty darn simple. Uh, it's nuts and seeds. It's uh, legumes, so chickpeas, beans, lentils, and it's all soy products like soy milk, edamame, uh, tofu, tempeh. Uh, I eat these things on a daily basis. Um, but if people say, oh, gross, I wouldn't eat that. I didn't start there. I started with plant-based meats, plant-based burgers, uh, faux, faux meats or fake meats or mock meats or uh, tofurkey or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I started with these things, plant-based sausages, uh, Beyond Meat, Impossible Burger, all these things, they're as rich in protein as animal protein, but they come with fiber and minerals and zero saturated fats, uh, zero trans fats, so all the fats that are highly inflammatory. So when I started, I had a transition of more the processed plant meats, and that lasted, and I, and I still have a Beyond Meat Burger. I mean, I still have processed meats uh, here and there. Um, but my transition needed that because it needed to be similar to what I was eating before. So I just kind of veganized I love that. the I just veganized the meals mm -hmm. that I, I was I was eating. So, so instead of using a, a beef burger, it, would, it became a plant based burger. Right. So what like do you would you tell people a grand number grams of protein? Like what's enough protein? Like I'm just curious. Well. To prevent deficiencies, well, and, and, and as a doctor, I've never ever seen a protein deficiency in my life. I mean, uh, people are, are dying from colon cancer, heart disease, which are all linked to fiber deficiency, but no one seems to be talking about fiber, right? Uh, but we talk about protein. Uh, 0.6 gram per kilogram is the minimal, uh, 0.8 for, for, for optimal health. And for athletes, about 1.2 to 1.3. Uh, so I'm an athlete, per, right? Per Per, per kilogram of body weight and for bodybuilding or muscle building is 1.4 to 1.6. So, I mean, there's different reasons to, to eat more protein. I mean, protein consumes more calorie to digest than fat and suppresses appetite. So for weight loss, it might be a tool there uh, for athletes that want to build muscle. Um, I mean, you can increase your protein, but people tend to associate protein with health, right? And it's just a macronutrient like anything else. I mean, uh, you're not going to be healthy because you you ate. Uh, I, I have 100-pound patients uh, that are 5'1 and 100 pounds that are eating 130 grams of protein. That's, that's much more than I eat. 
Um, and I am like, why do you, why? I mean, if you're doing it because it helps with your appetite and you like the foods you're eating that are high in protein, um, but don't force protein in just because you think protein, extra protein is healthy because that's I mean, never been. That's proven, a great message. Right? Yeah. And they, yes, great message. And also you said they, uh, you know, they attach uh, protein with weight loss. Um, they also attach protein with peanut butter. So like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, people are confused. Yeah, good point. Okay? Like peanut butter is not a protein source. Though. It's a fat source. Well, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's a super calorie dense um, and micronutrient poor source of protein. Yeah. <laughs> so, whoever, so whoever was better. their, their, whoever Market. was their marketer, they rocked it. Um, well, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I keep asking you questions that are, are not even on our list of questions, but this is the last one. I promise. I can, um, okay. Wait, wait, Leash. I can tell like, this is Leash. Like she is like, I'm like, I'm in it. She's, excited. She's in right now. She is in I all in here quiet. Cause I'm just like listening. So that shares our personality. Like Alicia, she's the like, uh, content person. She like gets in so so much content, so much podcast. She reads stuff. I'm just like, doo, 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 doo. yeah. I so I do. I do love learning. I'm a, like for sure a lifelong learner, and I do also very much value whole foods. Like I eat more mm -hmm. that in that direction. Like I could make your breakfast. I have all the seeds in my home. Um, okay, I want to know about protein powder. Like, do you consume pea protein powder? I do, yeah. Pea and, and, and uh, brown rice, rice protein powder. So, I mean, I eat protein pow powder because I I work out uh, at least an hour almost every day. I rarely uh, rest. So I'm always in constant need of more protein. And after a workout, I mean, in the kind of one or two hours after, if you want to maximize um, protein synthesis, it's really reasonable to use an easily digestible uh, protein powder. So I use a plant-based protein powder uh, that I buy in bulk in co at Costco, right? Um, uh, the cheaper, the better, but I do know what's in it and I do know, do know it's vegan and there's no milk powder in it. And um, it comes with the added benefits of having plant-based protein. Plant-based protein is just a healthier source of protein than animal-based protein, right? So yeah. If the, your goal is health, it's a better, it's a better choice. I love that you're saying that because you're obviously so like next level healthy because we find that like, I personally do consume protein powder as well. I also, it, I'm, it's a pea protein powder and I bake with it and make, you know, protein cookies and all that stuff. But I find sometimes our members are apprehensive to make that a part of their lives. They see it as almost like bad. Um, but it's, it's interesting to me. I'm like, yes, I recognize this is a processed food item, but they're willing to, you know, open a pack of noodles or do this, but it's, they're weird about protein powder. I, 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 and I, that, that makes me want to speak about processing and food processing. Obviously a minimally processed diet is pretty much what I, what I tried to, what I would try to promote for health, but processing is a, is a, is a spectrum as well. I mean, boiling is processing cutting, blending, uh, freezing is processing. Uh, the, the, the issue is the type of processing that actually changes the chemistry of what you're eating. Um, that's where you want to avoid it, right? But eating plant-based protein where uh, vegetables and grains have been dried up, dehydrated and blended into a powder, I mean, that's not uh, super unhealthy processed food, right? Um, and yeah, obviously, so, if you're eating you protein, that. well, and if you're eating protein because you think protein is healthy, um, there are more nutrient dense foods than protein powder, right? So it's always the question of 
are you eating a protein co cookie for breakfast because you think protein cookies are healthy or do you eat it because it fits in your lifestyle and you like it uh because you could definitely be eating um unprocessed peas in the forms of green peas <laughs> right yeah, no, that would be even that would be even better right because we see um, our members we have a we have a cookbook and uh there's protein powder in some of our cook like protein cookies that we make whatever and we're trying to just be fun give ideas you know and they're always like can we make this without protein powder like as if protein powder is this thing that's gonna make them bulk up or it's just oh yeah weird, i mean um, relationship pro with it. Pro protein excess protein excess protein will not cause you to bulk up unless you're excessively resistance training, right? And the most important thing is that if you're doing cardio, you're not going to build muscle because you put, it's resistant training in a calorie excess that causes muscle building. It's not eating protein, right? Perfect. And protein will get transformed into glucose and used as your fuel uh, more than muscle synthesis if you're not eating in a calorie excess and if you're not resist specifically resistance training. So no, no one should fear protein uh, and no one should avoid it. And no one should think that eating a, 120 grams of protein when you weigh 100 pounds is, is, is makes you healthier in any way. That protein is just simply going to be transformed into glucose, just like you just like if you ate carbs. It's the same four <laughs> the same four calories per gram as carbs and it'll just get transformed into carbs right but as you said if that person is eating high protein because it makes them feel good they like the food that they're eating whatever then go for it but don't think absolutely that that's what you need to be considered healthier like i'm eating more uh, protein you know like okay absolutely i totally agree with that yeah so amazing good. such a good chat okay <laughs> um all right is it safe to eat tofu or soy every day because soy kind of got a bad rep yeah it got a bad rep because people well soy contains phytoestrogens okay now phytoestrogen sounds a lot like estrogens so people panic phytoestrogens are what we call a selective estrogen receptor modulator or CERM. CIRM is a type of medication we give to people who have breast cancer so they don't have more breast cancer, okay? So just keep in mind that a CIRM, and people can Google, Google that, S-E-R-M, are types of estrogens that have beneficial effects where they need to and anti-estrogen effects where they need to. So, uh, and studies have proved and debunked this a long time ago, but it's like the association between autism and vaccines. It lingers on where people have this, this notion that soy causes cancer, causes man boobs, causes whatever it, the, all, the rest. So studies uh, have shown, and we have studies on more than 10,000 people showing that people who eat soy regularly uh, from a cup, half a cup to a cup a day, have uh, less breast cancer, 73% less breast cancer, even if, uh, even in women that have the BRCA gene. But that's a gene that predisposes you genetically to, to breast cancer. So it's almost 75% reduction, um, less endometrial cancer, less ovarian cancer, uh, almost no hot flashes or perimenopausal symptoms. I actually wrote a full article. On my on my website, soy milk, uh, soy, the, milk. <laughs> yeah, soy milk, soy milk, and soy. It's on my so, grocery list. So oh. <laughs> you can eat you can eat soy every day. And studies that 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 check out or or um, research done on people who do eat soy every day, not in Canada or, or the states, obviously, uh, in Japan and China and people where so uh, places where soy more 
part of their culture show that people who eat soy live longer, cancer-free, right? So I think the most important thing is um, statements from 50 years ago have been debunked, but still kind of leaking. Uh, I mean, doctors that I work with still are scared of soy. But if you look at the literature and the scientific literature, uh, it's pretty darn clear that soy is highly protective against cardiovascular disease and cancer. And not only it's safe, people should eat soy every day. They should. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> don't even put me down as a don't know. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't you feel like, I love that you're like not in Canada, not in the US, obviously in, in other countries. Don't you feel like not only are we stuck 50 years ago of things that like weird studies, weird things, like we just read this book, Supersized Lies. Maybe you'd be interested in, in reading it, Jill. Um, this uh, Robert J. Davis, he, um, he, at the end, it ends up, he's like, plant, just like what you're saying, whole foods, whatever. That's like the answer to better health, right? And all of these like studies are not weight loss related, it's very health related. Anyways. Health related. So, yeah. yeah. So um, well, anyways, not only are people- recommend the 15. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm oh, so okay. excited. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So not only do, don't you find that not only are people stuck 50 years ago, believing things like you need to eat breakfast, most important meal of the day, but then they're not thinking about, they're also not thinking about like, but you're in the U S and Canada where like people eat a muffin and an ice cap for breakfast. Like they're like getting mixed messages for what's actually in front of them and the lifestyle that most people live that most people live. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, and I totally agree with everything you've said. Keep in mind that recommendations in medical schools are the same thing, right? They're outdated. It'll take 20 to 25 years for research to actually make it into guidelines. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example. It took almost 60,000 studies um, in almost 20 years for cigarette to be linked to cancer and the actual Surgeon General warning being being formally like um, how do you say that the uh, um, diffused to 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 the to the general population. I used to teach nutrition at medical school to doctors doing their PhD in medicine, and I was like, oh my god, what is this? I'm, I'm teaching things that I don't even personally believe in because I read the science on a daily basis, right? So. So teaching someone something about nutrition that's outdated 20 years is kind of sad. And that definitely fueled the whole process, I'm, the whole journey yeah. I'm on right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I know I'm having an impact because I know people around me, doctors, people that once they have access to the data and they have the proof, they just make the change, right? We're very stubborn, doctors are very stubborn. Uh, rigid and uh, obsessive compulsive type personalities where you just we just need proof and we'll make the change right but sometimes there's a lag between what we teach in school and or what we diffuse on the in the media and studies that have been out there since the 90s right that have disproven all those common myths that we still uh, kind of deal with on a daily basis Amazing. Um, okay, so we kind of already touched on this because you had said that when you first started, you kind of did turn to the like faux meat, um, you know, alternatives. Are they as bad as processed meat? So like, obviously, like, you know, a slice of ham, you could get like fake ham. I don't know. Is it as bad? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like to fear monger. Okay. But if you look at the science, processed and red meats are class one carcinogens. So they've proven to cause cancer. That's, there's no doubt. So all deli meats, 
uh, salami, pepperoni, hot dog. I think everyone knows what hot dogs that it causes cancer, right? But all processed meats, deli meats, and red meats are associated with cancer. That's proven. Don't hate me for it. I'm just saying what the science says. Now, health is a spectrum, right? So on one side of the spectrum, we have processed and red meat. On the other side of the spectrum, we have whole food plant-based proteins. And in the middle, we have faux meat, okay? So if we compare a Beyond Meat burger to a beef burger, okay, and we break it down according to nutrient, um, the beef burger will have protein that the, the Beyond Meat burger will have. But if we break it down to the rest, uh, saturated fat, you'll see it in beef, zero in plant-based meat. Trans fat, you'll see it in beef, zero in plant-based meat. Fiber, zero in beef, you'll see it in plant-based meat. Um, antibiotics, hormones, carcinogens, you'll see it in beef, it's not in plant-based meat. So it's funny because people don't understand that processing is a spectrum, okay? And they'll say, oh, fake meats, it's processed foods, processed crap, I'm eating the real thing, I'm eating beef. But if you look at the science, a processed uh, burger, a plant-based burger, is worlds ahead in terms of health as a beef burger, right? But if you want, and where maybe I'm at now, further along in the process, I put chickpeas, beans, and walnuts and mix it with, with onions and garlic powder and um, grains and make a patty, and that's my burger. So instead of having... Um, I mean, instead of having a plant-based meat, a fake meat burger, uh, you can take it to the next level and have a whole food burger where you're having all uh, everything, every bite is, is nourishing your body, right? I call those stepping stone foods, those fake meats, because if you're wanting to get to the next level in terms of health, they will assist you. And if you're wanting to get better, they can help you out. I mean, don't let, don't let perfect get in the way of good or better, right? Oh, yes. So I, I, oh, I, I like that. I think, I, I think just kind of moving along on the spectrum is a win. Yes. Some people will never want to be, will never, or will never have interest in uh, blending in a food processor their own beans. And, and, and not just like some and, people. And that's, that's great. Most people, well, well, and, Most people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you say that because I find it so fascinating uh, because I see the benefits on a daily basis in, in terms of my health. And I'm in a privileged position where I see patients have, I mean, getting diagnosed with cancer and diabetes and high blood pressure and strokes uh, in their 60s and 70s for choices they've made from their 30s to their 50s, right? And in hindsight, it's always 2020. Um, and I don't want to scare people into making changes. I, I, I'm always, I always feel like I'm, I'm doing that subconsciously. But I think that. I mean, I'm scared. If someone answer right now. Well, well I mean. But I mean, there's a, so much a, crap. This is the conversation food, that we need right? to have. There's I so much crap that. in our food. 100. percent There's there, so much crap in our food. There's a yeah. There's a lot of. I mean, it's not normal for food to last two hours. Uh, two hours. <laughs> two years uh, in your on your shelf, right? Yeah. Um. So people kind of forget about that because it's become the standard, and we. We rapidly, we quickly forget that a generation or two ago, these foods didn't even exist, mm -hmm. right? Um, people for millions of years have evolved on a whole food plant-based diet with a little bit of meat, with no hormones and no antibiotics and no 
carcinogens in them. And within one or two generations, we flip everything upside down and we're wondering why people get so sick, right? Um, so I kind of went on a tangent there, but- uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say part, like, part, I, part I, am someone, <laughs> I am someone that's like not close to what's happening in this conversation, <laughs> but I want to say this. Um, <laughs> I'm also someone that is like, I don't do things that I'm not willing to do or ready to do. And I'm like so transparent with that. And uh, I don't do shoulds like you should do this or whatever. But I also um, am really inspired right now by this whole conversation. Like I, I really am like, so I just, I wanted well, to put that out there. I hope people that are listening are feeling the same as me. If you're like Jose, which our listeners know us, uh, Gilles, they know how Jose is. And so I do feel like there are Jose's out there. Uh, listening and I'm like hey girls do you feel the way I feel about this um I don't know wh what what this means I'm not but I'm flirting with what you're saying well and and I I, I would say and when people tell uh, ask me uh, give me some tips on how I can go more plant-based uh, I'd say pick meals that you're kind of already eating and just trying to modify one variable right if you're eating oatmeal already well it's very easy to hide some some chia seeds in there uh, I'll give you an example for our kids. We eat a lot of white potatoes. I think white potatoes are super, uh, super popular in, in uh, our, our corner of the world. We blend cauliflower, half cauliflower, half potatoes so that our kids are just used to that. And with time, with, with, throughout years, we've decreased the potatoes and added and increased the cauliflower, right? So the most important thing is just so that the changes, they creep in very slowly, right? Um, people can look at their lifestyle and say, well, you know what? Instead of a whey protein, I'm gonna eat a plant-based protein. Instead of a, a powder, or a plant-based protein powder. Well, instead of a, a, of a hamburger, I eat hamburgers all the time, I'm gonna eat a Beyond Meat burger instead, right? So it doesn't need to be a drastic change. Uh, it'll be a small step in the right direction. And when people get that, that feeling that, well, oh, that wasn't a big change, nothing has changed. I mean, the burger still looks the same. It still tastes the same. It's healthier, um, maybe years down the road, because uh, that was just my rea reality is it took years, right? It's not like uh, in a week I started to make my own, <laughs> my own chickpea burgers, right? Um, I just got so used to feeling good that it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy where I got so happy with feeling happy. My mental health was better and my, my physical health was better that it was self-motivating for me. And that's why I couldn't, I, I continue to, to kind of push the limits. Right. Okay, that was I amazing. Don't, I don't want this to be over. Um, I, I, I want to have the conversation between, cause you, you've keep kept saying it and thank you for that. Like you keep saying for health. This is good for health, this like health always. And and that I think is the the important message here. But you know that most of our followers are looking to lose weight. Can we just have the shortest conversation that we can have? I mean, with me here. Um, but on that side of you're not doing this for weight loss, this is not the intention behind um, this conversation. So just can we talk a bit about weight loss and plant-based and just well, I'd say just so happens that the diet that's been proven to improve health, uh, be the best diet for the planet, be the best diet for the animals, is probably the best diet if you're on it and you can stick with it uh, for optimal body weight because you're naturally removing all the calorie-dense foods from your diet. The only thing that's left is nuts and seeds. 
uh, if you're eating whole foods or mostly whole foods. You're adding fiber to almost everything you're eating, which creates bulk without calories, okay? And what people for, forget is that, and I wrote an article about it on my, on my blog, a calorie isn't always a calorie, depends on what you eat, okay? So 100 calories of carrots is not absorbed in the same way as 100 calories of cola, okay? The 100 calories of cola will spike your blood sugar cause fat storage and cause an increased appetite an hour or two later, whereas 100 calories of, of strawberries will take you 25 minutes to eat, feed your gut bugs, that'll send signals to your brain and decrease your appetite at the next meal. So there's a lot of signs there that people aren't, really aren't aware about, um, where if you're eating plant-rich foods, they're not only rich in water, rich in fiber, uh, they feed your gut bugs, and your gut bugs reward you by producing short chain fatty acids, which is a chemical that then crosses your blood brain barrier, goes in your brain and, and suppresses appetite, right? So a, a super huge study was done. Uh, Epic, uh, Epic Oxford, people can go online and find a study or the Adventist 2 health study where we're following cohorts of 50,000 people and the only people that had a healthy BMI were the plant-based populations, right? So science has already, beyond any doubt, proven that people who eat a plant-based diet will attain a normal, healthy BMI. Now, it happens very slowly and very naturally and organically. Uh, it is not a health, it's not a, a weight loss diet where you go plant-based and you lose 50 pounds. I mean, Weight loss is caused by calorie deficits, I mean, at the end of the day. And you can eat Oreos and peanut butter and call yourself plant-based and still gain weight, right? It's just that when you're eating nuts, grains, uh, beans, legumes, chickpeas, you're naturally eating calorie-dense uh, foods that are low in calorie density that'll keep you full for long um, and that'll suppress your appetite at the next meal through the chemicals that are produced by your gut bugs. So we understand, obviously, it, it all makes sense that if you were more plant based, you'd be healthier. Um, and you would have you would you could it would help you reach your optimal uh, weight, all of that. Okay. But like, there's also that conversation that that is sometimes not meeting people where they're at, like where we're at in Canada, North America, like, it's not easy access. Like, mm. I, I just I and like, You've said it multiple times. Like I'm intense, no. Like I love. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely. Did it because you were at that point where that was really to help your situation in your life. Um, so I do feel like there there needs to be that that place as well as it, even for that study. Of course, these this that they had better results, but it doesn't take away from the fact that that is a lot of work and that you need to want to do this. And but there's that conversation as well that your way is very important, but knowing all of the things. So now I know all of those things that you just told me, they add content and knowledge in my brain that I can now use to create my way. Does that make sense? Like, I think that's, that, that would be the best message today. And I know it's like, go and change this. This is the, the only way you won't have cancer. No. <laughs> like, I, I do feel like people need to understand that it is still about you creating your way and having all of this knowledge, you guys, like we're having pretty uh, epic conversations on our podcast with different humans. And I do feel like it's important to have all of that. And then you go and figure out your way and what, like there are things that just said that I can fit in my life.
I know. Absolutely. Yeah, me me too. Like I, I it's super inspiring. It's very um, inspiring. I very inspiring. Okay, so I want to tell you guys that um, Jules has agreed to come back to talk about, because I asked you guys for questions, and we got so many kid family specific. Um, and so I'm super excited that he's going to come back and do another episode. Um, and we're going to talk all about plant-based with kids. And maybe we'll update you. Jose and I will be drinking soy milk by then and making chickpea <laughs> burgers. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Love that. I, not chickpea burgers, but I do feel like there's a place for me to uh improve here um okay but i would would love to know our last question before we let you go i would love to know what is your what is a go-to family meal in your home because you you have daughters and you all eat the same way is that correct yeah my both of my daughters um we have one rule here is that you eat the way we eat at home and you eat the way you want to eat when you're not home Okay. So most of your your meals are plant based, but not fully. And um, there's unlimited access to fruits and veggies. So we will never if if it's midnight and you want to eat an apple, you can have an apple. We do not that, refuse ever uh, fruits and veggies. So same but that rule is as process. Same rule at my house. If they, you yeah. know, if I know you're not, you you can always have fruits and veggies. Like I'm not saying mm -hmm. kitchen's closed. <laughs> My husband in terms of in, in terms of plant-based meals i think that like everyone uh it's fries and a burger right uh on on saturdays we typically eat fries that are made in our air fryer uh seasoned with all sorts of spices like onion powder garlic garlic powder uh paprika and salt and pepper and extra virgin olive oil and a plant-based burger right so it's it's fries and a burger it's nothing we're not eating kale raw kale out of i mean we don't do that here i don't even eat salad i've not eaten salad in like 10 years oh. so people assume that people we eat salads i mean salads are great they're super healthy and nutrient dense and awesome and low in calorie but we don't do that here because it's not us and but i mean our our meals are the same meals that you're eating that everyone's eating they're just vegan versions of, of them right yeah. so uh we're not eating a head of cauliflower uh Wrong. I was talking to Melissa, hmm. your your beautiful wife, who is my hairdresser, hmm. um, and she was saying we were just. I, she was just t telling me how she really enjoys her meals. Like she's like, people think we're like miserable and eating. And she, she said, I absolutely loves my smoothie bowl. Every time I'm done, I wish I could just keep going. She also is a foodie. I know that Melissa loves to eat. Um, and so I, I, but she started after you started, correct? Like you started first and yeah. then she kind of got into it. Um, but she says, and she's also has a guy, she, she looks great. So obviously it's not, she doesn't have a, a protein deficiency <laughs> eating plant-based. Uh, she also has muscles um, uh, and obviously uh, takes care of her health and weight control. And, you know, so, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly working for the Cormier family, not the same Cormier yeah. family as my family. <laughs> oh my uh, God. We should have him come over and go into your pantry and your fridge. <laughs> oh my God. That would be so fun. Like kind of like uh, Jillian Harris style. I love it. Not Jillian Harris, what, what? Jillian. Uh, who's the other girl? The one mm -hmm. with the, yeah. Jillian, the girl. Do we know her last name? From Biggest Loser. What's her last name, everyone? Oh, someone's screaming at us you. right now. Someone is screaming at us knowing the last name. It's bothering you, isn't it? I'm looking on the internet. Okay, for sure. Okay, wait. One more question. What? Do you go out to eat? Like, if you do go to a restaurant, where do you go? What do you order? 
I go at Moxie's. Um, I go, uh, for example, if we're going out for breakfast, I'll go at Cora's and have a smoothie bowl. My kids will have eggs and bacon or whatever they want. Um, if I go to, if I have a, a choice, I'll go usually to a Japanese restaurant because they have to have food there. Uh, if uh, I want to go to a steakhouse with my my friends, I I, I try to hint that I want to go to Moxie's. A lot. I mean, when I started. Tim Horton did, didn't have a plant-based sausage. No, right? I mean, they've only I, I just was, started. I was all alone in, in figuring that out. But now, I mean, most of the, most restaurants have vegan versions, vegetarian ver versions. Mokdoktu in Shiriak has will make you a vegan meal uh, if you you ask for it. Um, a lot of the chefs. I mean, I if I go on a vacation, I email the chef first, and they're they are, we are always accommodated, right? I enjoy the uh, the moxies the most because they have a whole section of vegan foods, and I mean it's nachos and tacos, and it's not raw kale or cabbage, right? People forget that their vegan food can be fun and healthy, and pas un lapin, and just no, 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 not at all. <laughs> like I said, I don't eat I don't eat salad at all. <laughs> I actually love kale more than what it feels mm -hmm. normal. <laughs> well, uh, one one last thing I, um, is that people forget that your taste buds are dumbed down by eating processed foods, right? One hundred percent. Time, yeah, Alicia says you're that getting a thousand percent the dose of sodium and salt, uh, sugar that you're you evolved with. Um, and that'll go away within about four weeks of having a, a less processed diet, where. Um, people will, and I laugh because I ate meat. Well, don't forget, I ate meat for 30 years. I mean, I went to Keg Steakhouse every Friday night, uh, and I ordered extra, extra cream, uh, beyond sauce for my, for my, uh, or, I mean, so I don't want to sound hypocritical here, but at the end of the day, uh, now I would salivate in, if I think about broccoli and celery, because your my, my brain craves the nutrients, right? And w within about a month or two of switching to a plant-based diet or a less processed diet, um, food, ten food, food that tastes like nothing start to taste like actual food again. And you start to enjoy the taste, right? And that's why Mel says, I crave my smoothie bowl. Her smoothie bowl is basically fruits in, in a bowl with granola, right? It's nothing complicated, but yet the brain will crave that food and crave the vitamins just in the same way someone will crave their Pepsi or crave their whatever other processed food they eat, right? Oh my gosh, we yeah, could talk. We should, we could talk forever. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> think we could talk forever. Like, yeah. Our longest uh, interview. The people will love it though. I mean, they'll be able to go on a long walk and listen to this. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, and I cannot wait already to have you back and discuss like two of my favorite things, which is like vegetables and children. Um, so <laughs> where can our listeners find you? Uh, so uh, I have a Facebook page, plant-based Dr. Jules. Uh, that's where I post uh, much of the information I have on how to make transitions, um, most of my fun facts and my did you knows that uh, are on plant-based Dr. Jules on Facebook. My Instagram account is plant-based. It's a mouthful. Plant-based underscore Dr. underscore Jules uh, because all the other ones were taken. Yes, Instagram uh, needs to weird. up their game on how to yeah. like get your name out there. It sucks. Yeah, so I was like underscore, underscore, what the hell? Anyways, <laughs> and I have a website, plantbaseddrjules.com. 
where I post weekly uh, blogs, uh, just trying to educate and promote uh, the benefits of eating more veggies, more plants, more grains and beans. Um, and I have a whole section on how, so not just why transition towards a plant-based diet, but how to. So we haven't talked about that much uh, today because it's, it, I mean, it's 90% of my website and, and it starts from being plant, plant curious to plant centered, to plant predominant, to plant based. Wow. So the four steps of transitioning towards a plant-based diet and every step is better than the step before. And for some people, if they stop at step two, that's good enough. That's fine. So I'm just trying to break the process down in small bite-sized pieces. Yeah, I love that you use the word spectrum a lot, like as in like there's spectrums and we say that for calorie deficit, we say that for processed foods, we say that for exercise, like there's there's the, there's a process and you're on the spectrum somewhere and you can decide yep. which way you want to go. I, anyways, it was so relative and it was a fun conversation about health and not weight loss. And we don't That's often awesome. have those, con like we, you know, we're, our audience is looking for weight loss. So our conversations are all mindset and you know, we do talk about calorie deficit and we talk about them making sure they don't have guilt when they make a choice because that's emotions and, and the drama. That's our, that's our program. And so this was a really fun chat about just health in general and, and, mm -hmm. um, and the humans and what they need to work on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to have you again. People will love this. I just know it. Um, this will be a very popular, um, podcast. And, and as you said, you need to go check out his website, so much info, and he's going to tell you the how we were just so plant-based curious uh during this podcast but i do think that if you're like wow now i'm i'm willing to go read on how and see how i can integrate that in my life my way that's where you need to go on his website and follow him on all of his platforms and follow us on all of our platforms mm -hmm. uh tiktok youtube facebook and instagram under your way weight loss uh or join us join our program at yourwayoursupport.com okay bye leash bye Jill. bye thank you peace thank you